Section 25 of the Junior Classics, Volume 6, Old Fashioned Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nemo. The Junior Classics, Volume 6 old-fashioned tales the two gifts by lillian m gask a heavy snowstorm was raging and great soft flakes fell through the air like feathers shaken from the wings of an innumerable host of angels by the side of the roadway sat a poor old woman her scanty clothing affording but poor protection from the icy blast of the wind she was very hungry for she had tasted no food that day but her faded eyes were calm and patient telling of an unwavering trust in providence perhaps she thought some traveller might come that way who would take compassion on her and give her alms then she could return to the garret that she called home with bread to eat and fuel to kindle a fire the day drew in and still she sat and waited at last a traveller approached the thick snow muffled every sound and she was not aware of his coming until his burly figure loomed before her her plaintive voice made him turn with a start poor woman he cried pausing to look at her very pityingly it is hard for you to be out in such weather as this then he passed on without giving her anything his conscience told him that he ought to have relieved her but he did not feel inclined to take off his thick glove in that bitter cold and without doing this he could not have found a coin the poor woman was naturally disappointed but she was grateful for his kind words by and by another traveller appeared this one was driving in a splendid carriage warmly wrapped in a great fur cloak as he caught sight of the poor creature by the roadside he felt vaguely touched by the contrast of his own comfort with her misery obeying a sudden impulse with one hand he let down the carriage window and signed to his coachman to stop and with the other felt in his pocket the poor old woman hurried up to the carriage a thrill of hope bringing a tinge of colour to her pale and withered cheeks how terribly cold it is exclaimed the rich man and as he took his hand from his pocket and held out a coin to her he noticed that instead of silver he was about to give her a piece of gold dear me that is far too much he cried but before he could return it to his pocket the coin slipped through his fingers and fell in the snow a rough blast of wind made his teeth chatter and pulling up the window in a great hurry with a little shiver he drew the fur rug closely round him it certainly was too much he murmured philosophically as the carriage rolled on but then i am very rich and can afford to do a generous action now and then when his comfortable dinner was over and he was sitting in front of a blazing fire he thought once more of the poor old woman it is not nearly so cold as i thought he remarked as he settled himself more comfortably in his deep armchair 
I certainly gave that old creature too much. However, what's done is done, and I hope she'll make good use of it. I was generous, very generous indeed, and no doubt God will reward me. Meanwhile, the other traveller had also reached his journey's end, and he too had found a blazing fire and good dinner awaiting him. He could not enjoy it, however, for he was haunted by the remembrance of that bent and shrunken figure in the waste of snow, and felt very remorseful for not having stopped to help her. At last he could bear it no longer. "'Bring another plate,' he said, calling the servant to him. "'There will be two to dine instead of one. I shall be back soon.' Saying this, he hurried through the darkness to the spot where he had left the old woman. She was still there, feebly searching amongst the snow. "'What are you looking for?' he asked. "'I am trying to find a piece of money, which a gentleman threw me from his carriage window.' she told him falteringly scarcely able to speak from cold and hunger it was no wonder he thought that she had not found it for her hands were numbed and half frozen and she was not only old but nearly blind i am afraid you will never find it now he said but come with me he added consolingly i will take you to my inn where there is a bright fire and a good dinner waiting for both of us you shall be my guest and i will see that you have a comfortable night's lodging the poor old woman could scarcely believe her good fortune as she tremblingly prepared to follow her new friend noticing that she was lame as well as nearly blind he took her arm and with slow and patient steps led her to the hotel when the recording angel wrote that night in the book of heaven he made no mention of the piece of gold which the wealthy traveller had given by mistake, for only a worthy motive gains credit in that book, but admits the good deeds that had been wrought that day. He gave a foremost place to that of the man who had repented of his hardness, and faced once more the bitter cold that he might share his comforts with a fellow-creature so much less fortunate than himself. End of section 25